Thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. We're thrilled, absolutely delighted and honored to spend time with you today. Why don't you put your remote control down? Because I know sometimes people are like, you know, flip through and all that. Just pause because God is going to speak to you today and encourage you today. First off, with a testimony. So Carol called our prayer center or prayer line because her daughter was blind. And after receiving prayer, we prayed over her daughter through, you know, on the phone. Um, Carol called back to say that God had healed her, uh, her daughter's blindness, and she could completely see. Wow. So you might be watching right now, and you're like, wow, that's an amazing testimony. I know. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you because we know that God answers prayer. And it might be a need for healing. It might be a need for finances. You might have some struggles in your marriage, some relationships. We'd love to pray for you, and we know that God answers prayer. And want to thank our partners. You are so valuable to us. Thank you so much for helping us to cover the earth with the word. We couldn't do what we do without you partners. Thank you again and again. And mom, we have a really cool guest. Oh, we do. And she wrote the book, Rise of the Truth. And I like this. And she's a Rise of the Truth teller. Right. And so for us to speak the truth, this book is awesome. This is Ashley Abercrombie. I think she's one of the neatest guests we've ever had. Yeah. Now that's my opinion, but I think it might be yours too. Yeah, I enjoyed her immensely. And I liked her honesty because it took a lot of courage to write some of the things she did. Yes. And it inspires all of us to be courageous. And she has a very victorious life now, and it will encourage you. So get the book, our books, watch today, and watch what God does in your life. It'll be awesome. Expect his hand on you. I don't have a safe place. I don't have enough nutrition. I might starve. I live where there are little resources. I don't have a safe place to deliver my baby. We live in a war zone. And then saving Moses. Saving Moses gives me a safe place to sleep. Saving Moses gave me the therapeutic milk I need to thrive. Saving Moses provided someone to help me deliver my baby safely. we all like stories and testimonies of people who really touch our hearts. They're open, they're honest, and it really works for us. And today you're going to hear something very honest, but of course we'd love to have you call in for prayer. And we don't counsel, but we love to pray. And you love answers, right? And so we have a very special guest with her book, Rise of the Truth Teller. Wow. Do you get up when you tell the truth? Does that help you think up, get up, live up? And so I'm so happy, Ashley Abercrombie, that you're with us because I read every page of your book. I loved it. And you will love it too. So share with us 
some of the things that got you cooking with that book. Yes. What picked you up? <laughs> Thank you for, for asking. So I wrote this book because I was born and raised in the southeast of America and grew up thinking that wearing a mask was the best way to live. And the great thing about a small town is that you kind of know everyone, but the bad thing about a small town is that no one really knows you at all. <laughs> and so wow. I learned to pretend and perform my way through life and struggled with a whole host of issues, everything from addiction to drugs, abuse of alcohol, um, and I was sexually assaulted in college, went through some very, very difficult years and have seen God move and restore in my life. And years and years later, got married to my husband when I lived on the West Coast, went from the Southeast to Los Angeles, met my husband there. And now we have two little kids who are five and two and a half. And I'm writing and speaking, which was always my dream to do. And that Sweet. is birthed out of pain. You know, sometimes your breakthrough comes out of your pain. <laughs> sometimes the very ministry that God has for you comes out of the most broken parts of your life. The things you want to hide are the very things that God can use to set you free and set others free as well. Mm -hmm. This is what I always say about God. He is very economical. Yeah. <laughs> he that. uses everything. So true. And that's why we're so happy you're sharing so openly. So go right on with this. It's good. Thank yes. you. <laughs> you know, when you think about telling the truth, that's mm. that can be a little scary. Because truth telling I mean, you can get in trouble for that. You should. <laughs> yes, I have stated You can trouble have for that. some negative <laughs> right. feedback. Right. So, I mean, rise of the truth teller. Why do mm. I want to be a truth teller? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know that I ever really wanted to be, except <laughs> that I was always like a bull in a china shop. You know, I just like don't even know I've kicked a sacred cow until I've kicked it. You know, and so whether I was in a meeting on my job or I was saying the thing that wasn't supposed to be said at a family dinner or I was doing the inappropriate thing because I just thought I could. You know, I always realized, man, I'm like a bull in a china shop. But it is actually something that God gives us with, the ability to see, the ability to understand, the ability to know truth and be familiar with truth and to speak truth, because we need that in our world today. And we need people who will cut through the noise, and we need people to rise up and take their place, because each of us has a unique contribution to make to this world, and God wants us to make it. And so we don't want to spend our life hiding and pretending and performing and covering, but instead rising up and being who we're created to be. Mm -hmm. And in, the, in this book, and I just encourage you, grab your copy, Rise of the Truth Teller. So, so helpful. Oh, my goodness. Gives you courage to tell your own story, but the redemption of that, too, and the journey. Because mm -hmm. I think, I think you know, we don't sometimes tell them, I verge here for a second, we yeah. don't tell our stories because we don't think it's done or it's perfect or it's yes. encouraging. And so we have reluctance mm -hmm. to tell our story because mm -hmm. we don't think we've finished. What do you say to that? You know, I think that being in small groups of people who are on the recovery journey really helped me with this because I realized it's never going to be perfect. Like we don't ever become who we were created to become until we meet Jesus. And then we are known even, we know him even as he knows we us. Know and so we're, we're changed and made perfect in his image. But on this side of heaven, <laughs> we are going to have issues. We are going to have problems. We're going to have pain. We're going to have character issues and flaws and stuff that we deal with on a consistent everyday basis. Like I am always working it out. And so the expectation is not perfection. And I think we've been handed a lie in our culture today that we're supposed to be perfect, that we're supposed to get it right, that we're supposed to be right all the time. And it's an impossible standard and not one that's even biblical. God does not call us to perfection. And if you read through the stories of the Bible, you'll see that it was not, a, not one life I wanted personally. No, no. <laughs> Everybody made mistakes. Yeah. And it's a great comfort to us that we can be broken and still be whole 
and that we can still love one another and still operate in this life in, in integrity, and that's more important than perfection. When she says broken, but still be whole, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Go right ahead. You were going to ask her a question. <laughs> oh, it's good. I it's love really that. really good. And I think, too, you know, I want to ask about what that looks like in church. Yeah. Because a lot of us, we do church, yes. but sometimes church fe might feel a little bit like I can't tell, be myself there. Yeah. And you had a struggle with being in a church at 15 years. Yes. And you talk about it in here. How, do you, yes. how did you come to terms with that? Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, the church of Jesus Christ is so important. And I love the communities of faith. I love Sunday experiences and worship. And it's so important to my faith practice. And so I still believe in the church. And I think it's important to say that in this day and age when people are leaving the church and um, deconstructing in their faith. And I think part of that is because people got tired of wearing a mask and they got tired of showing up on Sundays or having Sunday never impact their Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But our faith is supposed to be integrated into our life. And so for me, I just didn't want to have attention with my personal values and what the corporate experience of the church is. And so I think sometimes I have a value for integrity and a value to reach people and to love them and care for them and be in community, an honest community where we talk, where we dialogue, where we stretch, where there's conflict, where we're, um, you know, challenging one another. And I think sometimes in the church, that's not always welcome because that means you have to go on a process as a community. And <laughs> it's not just command and control. And so for me, I really value faith communities where we're not operating in command and control, but we are operating together and going at a pace together and we are on a process together. And so I really had to reckon with that and make some changes in my, in my faith community experience because I wanted more connection. I wanted that more than I wanted the production. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And that's a bit of a journey. It is. It's, it's a journey. A, and it's yes, a journey it for me, yeah. I say myself, because it's not just them doing it. Correct. It's yes. me too. Me too. And I think sometimes we want to point the finger yes. and neglect the three pointing back. Yes. <laughs> right? That's exactly right. And I you, love how you said you that. You might be struggling <laughs> in your church. And how do I do church and feeling that tension? You talked about internal values and then yes. the corporate integration. So we just love to pray for you that God would help you in your journey with church. Um, God would help you to integrate, but also participate and contribute. Mm -hmm. that, that would be valuable and truthful and full of integrity. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you in your church experience and what that looks like. And grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. So, so helpful um, for us to have courage about our stories. And then, then the byline here talks, the very last part, talks about holy gumption. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what's holy Good gumption? Word. It's a great word. I love great gumption. Word. Right, because it's just this yeah. shrewd spirit, you know, where you're just able to operate with instinct and courage and bravery and sometimes we think brave people are those people out there that are doing all these things maybe they're writing books or they're starting a nonprofit or they're doing something important and i think holy gumption has a lot more to do with that daily everyday ordinary life because that's the stuff that counts that's the stuff that tells us who we really are and that stuff is what determines our walk with god and so i think we can live with gumption whether we are a mom picking up her skit her kids from school whether we are a business owner, whether we are the only female in a boardroom, whether we are running companies, we have employees, whatever it might be. I believe that God has set us in a place and in a time and we can live with gumption in the ordinary things of our life. Mm -hmm. That is what real courage looks like. Mm -hmm. And show up. 
Yes. <laughs> Show up. Yes. Be present. Yes. Um, you know, whether that's cleaning your house. Yes. Doing the laundry. Yes. Show up. Yes. Do it. Yes. And and if it's been two weeks, show up and do it. Yes. And you might be struggling with that. You might have some energy dif difficulties. You might be depressed right now. And it's hard to have energy. You're like, I'm so depressed, it's hard for me to get out of bed. Um, we would love to pray for you. Really pray for you that God would give you energy and strength and help you to show up and to be present. Hop on the phone, get on the website. I know what, that sometimes life can be draining and depleting and you go through seasons. But God has holy gumption for us. So we'd love to pray for you. And when you get on the phone, of course, grab your copy, Rise of the Truth Teller. Such a helpful book. And one of the things I love about this book with Ashley is she's just raw, honest. And her honesty gives me and will give you courage for your own story, for your own holy gumption to get up and, and show up and have holy gumption. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And see God do miracles in your life, give you holy gumption, and really encourage and put strength, wind in your sails for today, bright hope for today, and strength also for tomorrow. Thanks. Are you tired of smiling on the outside while you're broken and battered on the inside? Do you desire to courageously own your story and tell it like it is? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Rise of the Truth Teller by Ashley Abercrombie. Through Ashley's brutally honest story of her own struggles, you will learn how to tell the truth about yourself and what you've been through and find healing, encouragement, and ultimately the gumption to carry on. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's Discover Your Destiny CD teaching, Sarah's Get Real 2 CD teaching set, and our new Identity Scripture card. For your gift of $85 or more, we will send you the Jerusalem Glass Candle Holders. These candle holders depict the city of Jerusalem in silver, and the Hebrew greeting Shabbat and Shalom is etched along the decorative edges. Take control and be proactive in your faith. Call or click for this empowering resource today. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. We're so thrilled to have Ashley Abercrombie with us. And Ashley, in Chapter 4, Rise of the Truth Teller, phenomenal book, great writing, like seriously, really great writing. You talk about the truth about trauma. Um, and you're watching right now, and I bet you you've got some trauma in your life. So what do you do with trauma? Yeah, you know, I think the truth about trauma is that it's unbearable. <laughs> it can just feel impossible. And I think in those moments where you are suffering through the loss of a loved one, or maybe a divorce, or perhaps you are dealing with some significant things with your child, or maybe you just moved 
And we don't often think about good changes as being trauma, but actually every great gain is great loss. So we still have trauma to process, even in the good things of life. And so I think with trauma, we need to make sure that we are getting the care and help that we need. I have gone through so much therapy, support groups, being active in my faith community, having wonderful friendships. Like these are the things that help us unpack trauma because if we don't get trauma out, it will deal with us and it will come out somehow. So if we don't get it out in a healthy way, it'll come out another way. Maybe it'll come out through an addiction. Maybe it'll come out through abusing alcohol. And sometimes we think about addiction as being like drugs, alcohol, all these sort of things. You could be on your phone scrolling for hours and that too can be a way of escaping trauma. It can be a way of getting out of your own life. And so mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to deal with trauma and face it and really recognize that it's unbearable and it's impossible and that we need God, we need each other, we need support, we need therapy to be able to overcome and heal from the trauma. And the one other thing I wanna say about that is that I think I was handed a false narrative that you could never heal from trauma fully, that you could never fully and completely be free. And I think I wanted people to know in writing this book that it is possible to be free. That even though I have gone through addiction and even though I've gone through rape and even though I have experienced having an abortion, that I can be free on the other side of these things. And I know what loss looks like. I know what it means to grieve. I know what it means to be at the lowest of the low and have to let God build you back up again. But it is possible to be free from trauma. We do not have to live our lives constantly dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. And trauma, it feels like, I don't know how to say this right, but I think it feels a little bit like you see a dog in a yard mm. that's chained to the pole, mm. you know? And I feel like that's kind of what trauma does. Mm. It's if we, if, like you said, yes. you can't get free from it. Yes. You're stuck and yes. it always brings you, you can't get past circle. it, yes. you can't get beyond it. It's yes. like it brings you back to that one space. Yes. So how do you, how do you deal with that false narrative? Mm -hmm. Well, I love that image that you gave because it also, trauma creates us creates within us this capacity to keep going back to the pole. And so we keep like running back to the thing that's hurt us. And it might have a different face. Like maybe you grew up in a family where a family member was abusive to you or a teacher who said negative things to you or a coach who pushed you too hard and now you're operating and striving all the time. And you find yourself in relationship again and again and again with people who are repeating the same behaviors that you experienced growing up. And so part of dealing with trauma is really recognizing this is what I've gone through. I need to own this part of my story. I need to own the things and the people that have hurt me. I need to take responsibility for my part in it and make decisions as an adult to change, mm -hmm. to grow, to be set free. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I think this is so good, recognizing mm -hmm. trauma. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we just push it back. So true. Oh, well, you know, this is not that big a deal. Yes. And yet it is a big deal. Yes. And I think you share in here the big deal of it, but the freedom we can have. Yes. That is so important. So I want you to call in for prayer. You say you're reading my mail. Well, we don't counsel, but we love to pray. And of course, get the book because you'll go through this book. And what I did, I underlined. And then I took notes. This is my book <laughs> in the front and thought, oh, that is so good. You know, and I like books but I also like to pass them on. Sarah, you know that, and she gives me books. <laughs> so it's a good thing. So we're so glad you're watching today, and we're so glad God is helping you through whatever circumstances you're going through. Mm -hmm. It's good, and in here also, and of course we'd love to pray for you, get on the website, leave your prayer mm -hmm. request, hop on the phone. We also talk about rest mm -hmm. and the whole thing about Sabbath and all of that. Mm -hmm. what, what value, why is that important for us? 
Well, rest is the way that we remember that we're not God. <laughs> and rest is the way that we properly identify who we are in the world and relate to others in a right way. And so when we don't take a Sabbath, which when my husband and I started studying this, we didn't realize that it was the only other thing in the Old Testament that you could be stoned for. It was breaking the Sabbath. And one of my favorite passages of scripture is Isaiah 58. And at the end of that passage, it puts Sabbath together with justice. And I couldn't figure out why are these two things coupled together? That last verse just never made sense to me. And what I realized through that is that when I rest, I say, God, you can do more in my rest than I can ever do in my own efforts and in my striving. And also what God shows me is that I'm a human being. I am not a human doing. And when I'm a human doing, I begin to relate to others as though they are human doings. And it's very easy to exploit one another, to use Be people, to, yes, to treat Be them critical. badly, to abuse yeah. them even. Why don't they do yes, something? Exactly. Do more. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, a rest tells us that we are a human being with limits and limitations. And even though we serve a God with no limitations, we have to remember that we have limitations. And it allows us to see others as people who also need rest. Rest brings a great deal of healing to our life. It brings us to a place where we can understand who we are in the world and where we don't try to do it all. We weren't created to do it all. We can't, literally, we cannot do it without dying. <laughs> and, and when you talk about rest, um, so in my mind, like, I just want to take a nap. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. Like, rest, that sounds so great. Especially yes. you with two kids, totally. like a two-year-old and a yes. five-year-old. Like, you want to rest. Yes. feel like life needs just a, a lot of rest. <laughs> yeah. But what, is, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So for us in our family, we, we have tried to determine what it looks like to refresh ourselves. Because sometimes with resting, I could sit and watch, you know, t two TV shows on Netflix. And at the end of it, I don't feel any better than I did when I started watching them. And sometimes that's great. Have a Netflix day, that's awesome. But at the same time, we have to figure out what are the things that replenish me? What are the things that refresh my soul? And so what we began to do is on Friday nights, we have family dinner together. And even if we order takeout, we get a pizza, we light some candles at the table with our kids and we sit and we Sweet. eat. Yeah, and we just turn off Sweet. our electronics and we make sure that we are present for one another and we rest. And then that Saturday for us is a rest day. And so we make sure that we do only the things that we want to do rather than the things that we have to do. And we discipline ourselves to not work. So I take my work email off my phone. I don't even have it on there. Mm -hmm. I do my best to not deal with that thing, not look at that thing, because I do think the iPhone is doing things to our brain that we don't even understand what it's doing to us. And it's creating this sort of digital unrest. And so we need to also detox digitally, not just from our work, but also from our electronics right. so that we can True. be present to God and present to one another. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it looks like practically. And then we have an accountability group with three other women. And each oh. week we ask ourselves really hard questions. I got these from Dr. Jim Burns. He started an organization called Homeward and he helps people with marriage and parenting. He's an amazing person. And he has these great accountability questions. And there's a list of 12 of them. Like, do you like the person you're becoming? Are you faithful with worship and service? Are you, um, is the pace of your life sustainable? And all these different questions. And at the very end of it, it says, did you lie on any of these questions? <laughs> uh, that's, that's helped yeah. me. That's helped me manage a sustainable life. It's helped me be honest about the paces that I'm running at. It's helped me be honest about the level of um, care that I'm giving my soul, that I'm giving my spirit, that I'm giving my mind. Mm -hmm. And so to stay honest through accountability has been helpful for me in having a habitual practice of rest. Not just a nap and not just a Sabbath, but a habitual daily practice of not striving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you, grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. Because Ashley talks about lots of these practices, but talks frames it in a, in a very practical, daily, accessible 
very accessible because you know we don't need like kind of high-minded and is stuff that you can't reach your arms around and, and apply she does she helps you uh, appreciate and see what could this look like in my life because she walks through with with super honest great candid honesty hey this is what it looks like for me and integrates oh my gosh at the end of every chapter she has these little pieces here That's rise excellent. of the truth teller with bullet points tell the yes. truth super super helpful so hop on the phone get on the website and i just want to encourage you this book will be a massively good resource for you benefit to you and then what we just talked about she talks about on in chapter six the truth about margin and so very essential so very helpful in our lives and of course whatever the need is in your life we love to pray for you so you might have a need for healing. You might have a need for finances. You might have a relationship need that's going on. Maybe your marriage is struggling or you have some family issues going on. You might have some emotional issues where you're like, I just am, I'm struggling internally in my thoughts and, and the way I see things. We would love to pray for you no matter what the need is in your life. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And of course, grab your copy, Rise of the Truth Teller. You want to get a couple of these because you're going to pass them to your friends who will like you all the more after you give them this phenomenal book which will benefit their lives as well. Are you tired of smiling on the outside while you're broken and battered on the inside? Do you desire to courageously own your story and tell it like it is? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Rise of the Truth Teller by Ashley Abercrombie. Through Ashley's brutally honest story of her own struggles, you will learn how to tell the truth about yourself and what you've been through and find healing, encouragement, and ultimately the gumption to carry on. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's Discover Your Destiny CD teaching, Sarah's Get Real 2 CD teaching set, and our new Identity Scripture card. For your gift of $85 or more, we will send you the Jerusalem Glass Candle Holders. These candle holders depict the city of Jerusalem in silver, and the Hebrew greeting Shabbat and Shalom is etched along the decorative edges. Take control and be proactive in your faith. Call or click for this empowering resource today. It's been such a phenomenal honor, Ashley, to have you on our program. Such a privilege to mm -hmm. interview you. Right. I'd like to ask you to pray for our audience mm -hmm. um, in terms of their relationships yes. because that's a really significant, big issue for us mm -hmm. to help us. So would you pray for us on I'd that? I'd love to. It would be my honor. So I'm thinking about the Psalm in Psalm 68 where it says that God sets the lonely in families. And in Psalm 27, it says that even though my mother and father have forsaken me, the Lord will take me up. And so I'm going to pray over you about loneliness and that even though you might feel forsaken, that the Lord is with you and he will set you in a family. And so God, I thank you for every single person who is watching this show right now, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will set the lonely in families, God. Maybe they even feel lonely in the people and the community that they're a part of. Lord, I pray that you give them great courage to open up, to be honest, to be real about what's happening in their life so they can experience greater intimacy. God, put them in communities of faith where they can be loved, where they can know you, where they can understand you and experience the tangible love of God. And I bless every single one of them, God, to rise with holy gumption. And I want to say to you, thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. And so I just want to thank God today that you're winning because in Christ, he makes you a winner. So this is a very special day. I want you to say, thank God today is the best day of my life. Why? Why? How can I know that? Because 
Jesus Christ lives big in me today. Today, remember, is the best day of your life, not the worst, the best, because he's living big in you. 